0: And welcome back to Beautifully Naive. It's Teresa here. And today's episode is another in my series on fertility. It turns out this topic is so broad and deep and complex. And I've decided to do a couple more stories um, of women's choices and what they've been through. And today's episode, I'm having a conversation with my friend Shannon about abortion um, she's bravely sharing her story about abortion, and I say bravely because abortions are still heavily stigmatized in our culture. I have yet to meet a woman, and in my own experience even, that has taken having an abortion lightly. There's kind of a running commentary about how women use it as birth control or something, you know, if they haven't planned things properly. And that's not my experience at all. I think that every woman that I've ever met has taken this decision to heart, has given it lots of thought, and done it only when there wasn't really another option. So I thank Shannon for sharing her story. If you feel inspired or know someone who could benefit from listening, please share. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode of Beautifully Naive. Thank you so much for joining me today, Shannon.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us. Um, So if you want to start us off by kind of walking us through your experience, and so we can get a sense of of what you've been through.
1: Okie dokie. So I will give some foreshadowing and kind of take you through the whole story. So I... Mm -hmm. I was 22, finishing university uh, in a very roughy, rocky spot with my boyfriend at the time. Very lost, very disconnected with who I am and what I want in life, uh, which led Mm -hmm. to a very beautiful, very powerful, spiritual reawakening, but also a very Mm -hmm. devastating breakup with this boyfriend who I was so totally in love with and had all these expectations of where I thought our relationship was going to go, which ultimately that was not the same view that he had. So we spent Mm. time apart. I was, went home back to my parents, had this beautiful summer to myself, just sort of recalibrating and reorganizing my energy. And then I came back to Ottawa to start my career as a nurse and he reached Mm -hmm. out to me and me being me still in love with him was like oh my Mm -hmm. gosh yes Mm -hmm. jump to it jump the gun this is what I wanted to manifest this is what I've been working on healing myself so I can manifest my partner he's showing up so he must be my partner and I've unfinished business with this person I'm so excited I'm so happy so we reconnected and whatnot and Obviously, you know, one thing led to another.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow, wow. You know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> then after that night, we shared together, we parted ways again. And then it was sort of this limbo okay. hangover where I was like, okay, mm. I don't know what that was, but it was awesome. But what do yeah. I want? Do I want him? Is this meant for me? Is this right? Is this my divine plan? So then I sort of mm. put my energy towards my career, but I kept mm-hmm. my reconnection with him a secret from people, so it was really interesting to see how people would be like, "Oh, you're single, Shannon. You should go out and flirt and do this and do that." And I was like, "No, no, no, I still belong mm-hmm. to him. I still belong to him. So yeah, day. Yeah, eh? So week, weeks went mm-hmm. by, and uh, then I got a message from him being like, "Oh, I'm moving to Montreal." And I was so devastated. I was like, oh my God, Mm. why blah, 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 blah. But his career was taking off and I was so excited for him. But I was so sad at the same time because in my mind, I was like, oh, we're going to end up together. We're going to end up together. Mm. So again, Mm -hmm. bound chicka wow, wow happened. He moved away to Montreal. (laughs) And then our relationship just blossomed again. It was so loving. It was so wonderful. We talk all the time. And I just missed him. And at that point in my life, Mm. I was under a lot of stress. I was about to write my uh, nursing exam, which is the equivalent to like death. Mm. It is so stressful. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't sleeping a lot, even though I was trying to meditate and be all namaste. It was a very, very stressful Mm -hmm. time in my life. And also the emotional whirlwind of... Is he my boyfriend? Is he not my boyfriend? Does he like me? Does he love me? I love him. But what's going on? And that sort of situation was whipping through my mind. Mm -hmm. And also being a new nurse. It's pretty nerve-wracking. And uh, you experience a lot of heavy, dense energy when you work in a hospital when you're new and you're not as confident. So Mm -hmm. previously, I've gone through stressful periods of my life. And I've lost my period for up to a year. So for me, not having my period was a normal thing I'm stressed I this is normal for me so Mm -hmm. that was just a thing for me I wasn't thinking much beyond it I was not symptomatic for being pregnant or anything like that it was just I'm stressed I don't have my Mm -hmm. period so then I made sense to you exactly and so then I had this beautiful romantic getaway to Montreal to visit him and it was such a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful weekend. I was like, hell yeah, this is exactly what I wanted to manifest. He is better. I am better. Our relationship is going to blossom from here. So after that romantic yeah. weekend, the, I came back to Ottawa. And the week after, he was supposed to come back to Ottawa to visit his family. And he said, I really want to see you. I can't wait to see you again, blah, 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 blah. So then the weekend came and I tried to connect with him and he said yes yes we'll connect blah 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 and then he ghosted me. And I texted him, I called him, I did everything and I didn't hear anything from him. Then Sunday night at like midnight he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I got really caught up in work. Like, do you still want to come over? Um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." And I was so heartbroken and Mm -hmm. so sad and so angry, but I just said, you know what? I respect your work, but that hurt me so much that you didn't reach out to me. Mm -hmm. And then nothing, Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing from him. So a week Mm -hmm. went by and I had a shift at the hospital and it was 7am, absolute chaos. We were short nurses we were running around like crazy and i had to give this uh, injection to a patient and i was giving them the needle and then they flinched and i got poked with the needle so mm. i had to go down to the emergency room because this patient had a history of uh, drug addiction so i could have exposed myself to certain diseases and viruses so it's just a precaution that mm-hmm. we have to do as nurses and so we i went down to the emergency okay. room And um, they did my blood work and everything. And they asked, do you want the prophylactic medication to prevent HIV if you've been exposed to it? And I said, given my situation, yes. And uh, Mm -hmm. in order to receive this medication, you need to do a pregnancy test. So I did the pregnancy test. And right there, out of nowhere, I found out I was pregnant. And the shock consumed me. And I was just completely... Numb, mm-hmm. dumbfounded. I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay, okay." Like, I'm that girl who is completely alone, doesn't have like her love that her boyfriend, whoever he is to her, is non-existent. And I immediately started to mm-hmm. lie. The nurses were like, "Oh, like, does your is this a planned pregnancy with you and your boyfriend?" And I'm like, "Oh no, it's not expected, but you know, like, I'll talk to my boyfriend tonight." And I I was playing it off like. I'm calm. I'm cool. Mm. Like I'll, I have a partner that I can deal with this with. So mm-hmm. that was just a defense mechanism. I understand now. And absolutely I,
0: I, the shame, and the
1: shame was a really, really. Right? Oh, thing.
0: I got to cover this yeah. up. How, what can I exactly. say? Yeah. Instantly like, kick in. it off.
1: Cool. And the nurses there were so nice. And the doctor there was so nice. They're like, wow, this is heavy news. Do you want the day off? Like we can just give you a doctor's note. And I said, no, my team needs mm-hmm. me. I'll go. I'll go back to work. Because in my mind, I'm like, okay. I'm not ready to deal with these emotions. So,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, you'd be in shock. Was I would imagine. Shock.
1: So I worked my shift. I got yeah. home. I came through the door. I made eye contact with my sister, who I was living with at the time and just broke down. She was like, oh, my God, what mm-hmm. is wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. And she was like, okay. Oh and the, like, she's my younger sister and she's very zen and cool mm-hmm. and calm, but she had no idea that, how to react with these emotions that I was just like devastated, just breaking down. And I just went in the shower and just lay on yeah. the floor and just like cried my eyes out. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I called my mom yeah. that night too, because I knew right away, like my mom is my big support. She is my best friend. She is someone that I'm so lucky that mm-hmm. I can just immediately call and confide in. Um, so I call her and my mom is a very like intense person at times. So when her baby is suffering, like she cannot handle it at (laughs) times.
0: So she's Mm. like,
1: oh my God. Okay. Um, okay. I love you. Um, I love you. We'll, we'll get through (laughs) this. And I'm like, I know mom, like Mm -hmm. I'm looking at tomorrow. I have a day off because for me, I knew I had to let the child go just right away, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know in my heart that I do not want to bring a baby into this world without a dad. Because in that moment in my Mm -hmm. life, he -hmm. wasn't in my life. And no matter how much I wanted the child, because I did really want the child, it was a matter of this is not fair to them because I want Mm -hmm. this child to grow up with both parents this is just me and my 22 year old mm-hmm. mind wanting this and yeah hell yeah I could be mm-hmm. a mom right now but I know in my heart it's not the right timing and me being so mm-hmm. spiritual the minute I found out I was pregnant it was like I felt this warmth this love coming from my womb and this just knowing in my heart mm-hmm. like mommy this is the right choice it's okay you can let me go and mm-hmm. I I The next day I called and I had to wait a week before going in and having it done. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I just felt, I know it was a her because I kept dreaming about this little girl and she just kept showing up in my dreams Mm -hmm. and talking to me and saying, mommy, like, stop crying about this. It's okay to let me go. This is my choice. I want Mm -hmm. to go. Stop feeling guilty, et cetera, et cetera. But again, it's just so Mm -hmm. many emotions And I just honored the week I had her. And I said, and I went through Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that week. You know, I had really intense uh, shifts at the hospital where I had patients that were mean to me or whatnot. And I was like, no, I have to honor myself. Like, it's not just me right now. There's someone else in my body. Mm -hmm. And I'm just honoring this experience that I'm having right now. So the day of my Mm -hmm. abortion came. I went by myself. um, And it was... At the moment, I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm strong. I can do this on my own. But then when I was Mm -hmm. in the waiting room Mm -hmm. and seeing these couples like holding each other and kissing each other and supporting each other, I was just burying all these emotions of like, I just wish he was here. He is the only person Mm -hmm. I can share this with. This is our baby. Yeah. And I put on a brave face. I was talking to the social worker like I have a wonderful family that supports me I'm spiritually supported as well I can handle this on my own I can handle this on my own so Mm -hmm. then the actual procedure went on and I was surrounded by these angel nurses and the one nurse was just like Mm. I was in your shoes however many years ago and I don't regret my decision and this is why I ultimately work here at the end of the day to support these women who you know." shit happens for a lack of a better statement, you know, wow. and it was, yeah. Like,
0: and it's never an easy exactly. decision. And
1: it was just like yeah, creator talking to me directly through her. So mm. the actual procedure went on and I felt the minute she left my body. And that was the most devastating mm. thing because I felt her being alive and then I felt her die. And it was just profound mm-hmm. like this is what god feels like this is life and death all in mm-hmm. my body and i just closed my eyes and just started yeah. to cry and cry because all i wanted was him there all i wanted was him there mm-hmm. so then it ended yeah. and again there goes the tough face i'm fine i'm okay i can deal with this i went home and i was like mom it was actually okay like i'm not in pain blah 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 blah, blah. so the tough face wore off and for about mm-hmm. two months every night i couldn't fall asleep because i was just like overcome with this crippling depression i didn't know how to function yeah i would go to work and girls would laugh and giggle and be like oh you know like oh my dating life my me sleeping with this person oh i want a baby oh i want to get married oh i want like all these like very simple subject matter were so mm, mm-hmm. foreign to me now and I felt like an alien just like watching yeah. these quote quote normal girls talk about normal girl things where I'm no longer that girl it was a loss of innocence mm. and I just every mm-hmm. night I would just stare at the wall and cry and cry and mourn this loss and uh, about mm-hmm. three weeks after it happened finally my ex-boyfriend reached out to me and was like Shannon I didn't even know how to answer that last text I was just so ashamed of how poorly I treated you and it took me this long to gather the courage to communicate with you again Um, but you know my life is good work took off I'm doing this I'm doing that and at that moment in time almost this like primal emotion came over me like this is the father of my child like I love this man I need Mm. this man so it didn't matter how much Mm -hmm. I'd hurt before. It was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful. He reconnected with me. So I, Mm -hmm. for the first week I was like, I'm not going to tell him, but then now it's three weeks past and now he's reached out to me and now he's apologized and wanting to reconnect. I was like, okay, I'm going to tell him. So I just sent him this text being like, this is what happened to me. Um, this is what's going on with my life. Like, I love you. And you know, if we never see each other again, like that's, that's fine. Just know that the child left this world with so much love. And mm-hmm. at first he was very shocked and really didn't know how to respond. Mm-hmm. And um, then he was like, Oh shit. Like, Oh shit. We almost made like the most amazing baby like we almost had the number one athlete in the world like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh like wow holy shit which was such a touching reaction for me because I was so emotionally vulnerable Mm -hmm. at the time Mm -hmm. that I was expecting him to be like I was honestly expecting the worst if I'm being honest I was like Shannon emotionally Mm -hmm. well of course you prepare yourself for him to just not even respond to that text like I felt such low Mm -hmm. Mm self-worth at that moment in time I was like just expect the worst which is so unlike me, But I was like, hey, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to expect anymore. So his reaction was so touching. And then he was like, okay, well, I'm coming to Ottawa. And like, I really want to see you. Like, can I please see you? Like, I just need to see you. And at first, I was like, no, 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 like, I'm not ready to see you. It's gonna hurt way too much to see you. I'm not ready. So I kind of blew him off, blew him off. And at this time, I had a a lot of issues with spirituality at the same time because I felt like completely disconnected from creator which you know me but Mm -hmm. for those viewers at home I'm an ultra spiritual person (laughs) I am like as (laughs) goofy and out to lunch as it gets and I was complete that part of me just completely Mm -hmm. shut down I was like what the hell happened I thought I was doing great I was going through this spiritual rebirth I thought I was kicking ass in the spiritual department. How the hell did this happen? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, with those, unexpected yeah, lesson. Dealing with those emotions and those feelings, etc. So, regardless, very symbolically on New Year's was the first time I saw him again. He came to my place, and I had mm-hmm. so much fear of the encounter. I had a lot of like body fear, like. Do I even allow him to touch me? Um, are we going to talk mm, about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, when I saw him, I was like, just don't cry. Just don't cry. I'm not ready to break down in front of him and cry about this. I, I just don't want to show emotion right mm. now. I just want to enjoy our reunion. And he was, he was really okay. reserved at first and like, didn't really know how to react. Like he wanted to hug me, but he could feel my resistance And then eventually it was just like, we began to just like cuddle and the intimacy was so beautiful. And, you know, one thing led to another. And I was like, wow, (laughs) there goes all this fear. I feel so safe again. Like, I'm Mm. not fearful of sex. I'm not fearful of being in pain from this. I'm not fearful of any of it. Mm. And that was liberating. And it was so interesting That, you know, I was with him when it turned into the new year and he was my new year's kiss. And I was like, okay, we're back in business. Like, he's my man. We're going to be fine. We're going to grow from this. And then uh, we separate and I'm like, okay, whoa, hangover, hangover. All right. No. Do I even want this man in my life? Do I want to move beyond this? Do I love him? Am I still in love with him? Yeah, I think I'm still in love with it. Oh, no, I'm not in love with him. It was just a whirlwind of emotions. So, again, another month goes by. I don't hear from him. Then my birthday arrives and wishes me happy birthday. We kind of reconnect. And uh, then I went on this beautiful vacation where I met this wonderful woman, Teresa, uh, in Costa Rica. Oh, hi. (laughs) Oh, hey there. (laughs) And I had this very (laughs) profound and transformative journey. I met all these women who have gone through an abortion and it blew my mind how each woman Mm -hmm. experiences it differently and how even though young little now 23 year old me could teach someone 20 Mm -hmm. years older than me about this and bring healing to them it was just so powerful and it taught me so much about how essential it is to share these stories with other women Yeah. so on one of our Um, healing journeys in Costa Rica, I believe it was just one of the powerful meditations that we did with the heart chakra. I started thinking about my ex again, and being like, I just have so much love for you. And I have so much love for our child. And he texted me an hour after that. And I was like, Whoa, that's crazy. I haven't heard from him in a a while now. And he was like, how are you? I'm thinking about (laughs) you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, This manifestation stuff works. Okay. All right. So then I'm in (laughs) Costa Rica. I'm living my best life. Yada, yada, yada. So then when I got back, we reconnected. And it was the first time where I felt the strength and the bravery to look them in the eye and be like, I've been suffering since my abortion. And this is how much Mm -hmm. our child meant to me. And while in Costa Rica, I had this beautiful healing where I connected with my daughter And she told me directly like, this was my choice. We made a deal and this was my doing. I thank you for using Mm -hmm. your body vessel for my soul to live out this lesson. And I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. wow. This beautiful sacred Mm -hmm. soul chose me to learn this life lesson. And I allowed this and he allowed this. He and I had a contract with this beautiful soul. And now this beautiful soul is our shared little guardian angel. So with that, I felt so mm. much love for him. And I was so excited to be like, our baby is our guardian angel. And he didn't really have a reaction mm. because he's not the most emotional type. <laughs> let's just put it that way. He's like very reserved with his yeah. emotions. It's kind of like, wait till the lights are turned off. And then he'll cry. Like he won't act. But I could tell, tell he was moved by what I was talking about. Yeah. And then I just, since that trip, and you know, the apocalypse happened with COVID thing, and I spent all this Mm. time by myself. I was, felt so empowered and so beautiful. And I was like, it's all about having fun and feeling beautiful and whatnot. And he kept coming in and out of my life because he still lived in Montreal and he'd come visit Ottawa and then I'd let him come visit me and, you know, we'd have a good time, that sort of situation. And I just got to a point where it's like, <laughs> is this what you want, Shannon? Do you want a half-assed love affair or do you want your life? I'm like, wow, that's a very good question because mm-hmm. I truly do want the love of my life. And this person is yeah. not that. He is a person that I will always love yeah. and always cherish, but I have to let go of this relationship with love. I don't want to mm-hmm. be malicious. I don't want to be like screw you asshole. Blah blah blah. It's not my nature. My nature is being this big ball of love. Mm-hmm. I'm a care bear, you know, just radiate the love. So yeah, it we is. had a really, really <laughs> a fun hangout. <laughs> where um there was a little bit of uh mushrooms involved and i just put on records and i was just teaching him to be like just feel the music feel nature feel the world feel life is and just feeling Mm. the music here i am sobbing like a baby right next to him being like oh my god i did it Mm. i taught him unconditional love i taught myself What unconditional love is because despite all the shit we've been through i love him no matter what and now i'm ready to go and now Mm -hmm. i'm ready to move on and now is the next chapter of my life and so the next morning i was like hey you know i want love to be with a person who loves me and partnership i don't want this whatever it is I love you. I always will love you, but it's time for us to move on. And uh mm-hmm. he was taken aback. He was like, "But what? No, I do love you. I want like I, I'll work on this blah blah." blah. And I said, "No, like this is it. This we are." And it was so interesting. Yeah. And what wouldn't
0: like oh, what well, wouldn't he you. love about thank that?
1: Thank you. I know. <laughs> <Awesome>. You know.
0: <laughs> walk in and walk out. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: But it was uh, couple months after he would like randomly text me and it took all my power to be like don't reconnect with him don't you left in love Mm -hmm. there's nothing more to say there's nothing more to say you're just going to start a cycle you want a new love your bigger love greater love so Mm -hmm. that was all fun and dandy and then the year anniversary of my and holy shit, a lot of emotions came mm-hmm. <laughs> hitting like a train. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. was that even an expression? Yeah. Hitting like a train hit me like a train.
0: <laughs> hitting like hit me I'm like a train. I'm
1: yeah. A expression. So the, that's okay. We know exactly. The what most you mean. <laughs> powerful thing <laughs> happened to me literally the day and anniversary or a couple of days before. I had a patient. This. Um, very sick, older lady. Daughter came in and her daughter was talking her mom and how funny she was and how what a control freak she was. And at this point in time, her mom was taking her last breaths. And as her mom was taking her last breaths, the daughter started talking about how she's going to be soon. And she knew her mom was going because her mom asked about the baby's um, name and everything and um Mm -hmm. then her mom took her last breaths and the daughter just held the mom and was like thank you for letting me be here thank you for letting me hold you and it was Mm -hmm. such a surreal moment of like wow this is a full cycle and I learned a baby and the name of the baby was my ex-boyfriend's name and I was like in the hell does this mean uh, what this is too <laughs> trippy this is too <laughs> symbolic what is this ha- what is happening right now so it was so touching to be there in the presence of death hearing about birth and witnessing the full cycle of life hmm. and i work with this theta healer yeah. and i asked her i was like what in the heck was that meaning and she was like creator was showing you the cycle of life and how your child has moved on to another family where they will she will have both parents she will well she is now a he have the family and the love and the life that you wanted (laughs) for that child but now that soul is there and you Mm. got to witness the family that that soul is now into moved into and it was like holy shit like Mm. what person gets to experience this like this is otherworldly this is very next yeah. level spiritual um <laughs> this uh, content is not for every viewer but it was it was way too yeah, yeah. freaky yeah. and way too
0: but it helps give you
1: yeah and it was just healing for me yeah. so people can take it whatever way they want
0: yeah it helped exactly. give you context it helped give you Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. So, uh,
1: anyway, since that time, it's been a lot of me time and healing and honoring that there's no such thing as time when you go through a trauma like this, like just honor
0: the Mm. seasons,
1: honor the flow. There's no rush to recover from this very significant. And the greatest thing that I've learned Mm. is that abortion is either this extreme religious anti-christ whatever negative mortal sin thing or it's the complete opposite it's Mm -hmm. not spiritual at all and it's meaningless and it's you're just selfish and you got to do what you got to do because you don't want a kid whereas for me it was Mm -hmm. the most spiritually Mm -hmm. enlightening event of my life i felt god within my own body Mm -hmm. and i just grow closer and closer with god every day because i just have this deeper understanding of life and the sacredness of life and the sacredness of motherhood the sacredness of being a woman the power of being a woman there's just so Mm -hmm. many layers to this life event yeah and uh yeah it's i'm so grateful for it and it's so surreal to be talking to you about now because it's like whoa it's mm. full circle now baby like wow <laughs> time flies time does yeah. yeah yeah
0: I can imagine it does and I can imagine at the time there's no way you could have thought that there would be a time you'd be able to come to appreciate exactly. it like, right like it, it's hard to believe when you're in the pain when you're in the a acute sense of it to be able to think like, you know what, one day I'm going to look back and have gratitude for the self Mm -hmm. that was able to do this or the lessons that it brought. And yeah. And I think, you know, no woman has an abortion and has no Mm -hmm. effect by it. Right. Everybody who has, has to make that choice. It's, it's a big decision. It's, not something that you walk away from never thinking about again unless you know you kind of repress the the emotion around it. But yeah, it is a big, it's a big, big deal. And it's not something that that you need to carry on your own or have shame around. Exactly.
1: And, I totally yeah. agree with that.
0: Yeah. So what were some like when you were making the decision, what were some messages that you remember thinking about that like Maybe made the decision harder or easier for you. So,
1: obviously, my spiritual side made it very hard for me because I was I felt guilty. Mm. Like I truly felt like I'm taking a life. I it was just crippling. Mm. This emotion of there's life within me and I'm choosing to take it away. It was so so profound and Mm. so intense and so consuming. And I mean, growing up, abortion is kind of like, if it happens, you keep it hush hush, don't tell anyone, you deal with it and walk away. Mm -hmm. I mean, my mom, when she first immigrated here to Canada, she was dirt poor, and her and her husband couldn't afford a child. So it was sort of like, Oh, just deal with it. Um, Her friend took her to the doctor, bing, bang, boom, my mom couldn't even speak English at the time. And just sort of okay, it's done. Let's uh, move it along. And now, after my experience, it brought Mm -hmm. up so many emotions within her, and she's like, oh, I didn't realize it affected me so deeply and profoundly. I didn't realize that I kept everything hush-hush, and that's not the healthy way to deal with it. And it's almost like the shock factor of like, Mm -hmm. oh, how do I even deal with these emotions that I buried so deeply?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so many people don't talk about Mm -hmm. it, right? Like they don't, because there is messages around like, you know, it's only for Mm -hmm. careless women or, you know, like it's for people who, you know, you shouldn't need an abortion if you're using proper Mm -hmm. birth control, but there's a million scenarios where that is not the case at all. It is not someone being careless and it is a question of health. It's a question of like, yeah, mental health. It's a question of stability. It's like, there's so many factors that go into it. So it is not something that's, you know, should be Mm -hmm. shamed or, or treated poorly. Somebody shouldn't be. Totally agree. Yeah. So if you could, sorry. um, So if you could give yourself, like, go back and have a conversation with yourself when you were making the decision, is there anything that you would want to tell yourself
1: then I honestly wouldn't change a single thing or change my advice in any way everything that I've been through since that choice I made it all makes sense it's like I don't question anything Mm. because it's come full circle now I oftentimes Mm -hmm. have this almost like meditative coping mechanism that I've used since I was a teenager where I imagine my future self hugging who I am now and just giving all the support and love Mm. that I need to get through to understand like here I am in the future. This is who you've dreamed of. This is where you're going to be. I love you. You will get through this. And I did that a lot when I was going through it, just picturing my future self, just like holding me and being like, this is you a year from now. This is you a year from now. And it's, now here I am a year later looking back being like oh my gosh I'm so proud of you I'm so proud of you and I love you I would just Mm. continue to support myself my decision and just tell her how much I love her
0: oh that's awesome yeah and that's just the best I love that uh idea of picturing I always picture it the other way (laughs) like oh if I could go back and comfort myself <laughs> back then but I've never heard of anyone doing like yeah picture mm-hmm. myself after this and how it was the right thing and Thank you. yeah that's beautiful Thank you. that's a great tip <laughs> yeah oh that's wonderful and would you have any for someone Save who is please. maybe wrestling with a decision or you know sitting with that like even with your mom right like having sat with that like to help process or so yeah.
1: for me um any advice i give my friends it's you create your own reality so if you are meant mm-hmm. and you feel it in your core that you are meant to have a child it's going to be fine and it's going to work out in your highest favor if you truly feel mm-hmm. you're not meant to have a child that's how it's meant to roll and flow. But my biggest advice is honor your emotions, honor them, mm-hmm. let them out. If you need to scream, if you need to cry, if you need to curl up in a cave and hibernate, do whatever you need to mm-hmm. to heal and grow. Just don't bury it, don't suppress it, and don't dismiss it. Everything mm-hmm. acts, it will play out the way it's supposed to play out, but don't be fearful and don't hide behind shame. Because there is yeah. so much love out there for you to receive. and there are so many women and men who are out there to support women who are going through this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned earlier, not putting a timeline on it. Mm-hmm. like some some women may experience it and then have processed everything, and be totally at peace with it and not having any emotional reaction to it within weeks. And mm-hmm. other people, it may be months or years even. Yeah. Um, and just being okay with that, that it is to be honored.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm a very like, okay, let's go get this healing done. Okay, rip off the bandage. <laughs> move, move, move. Go, go, go. But yeah. it took me an entire year to start writing about it, to, Mm. I cope by writing poetry. I was unable Mm -hmm. to even put my emotions into words until a year later. Cause I just, I wasn't ready to go to those depths. I wasn't ready to speak my truth. It was a survival. Like I just, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. And then here we are a year later, Shannon, you have to let it out. It's not a survival Mm -hmm. mechanism anymore. In order to move on, you have to acknowledge the wound.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Allow yourself to grieve and allow yourself to process and share. Sharing always is my favorite advice too. Mm -hmm. Not with everyone necessarily to begin with. Baby steps. Mm -hmm. Find one person that feels safe. And even if that's someone at the other end of a helpline or, you know, one close friend or whatever. And just know that. That allowing some light and airtime is a big, big healer.
1: And I feel like for me, definitely, I felt completely isolated and cut off from my family, my sister, my friends. Mm. I didn't tell anyone for a very long time. And slowly but surely, I was brave enough to open up. And Mm -hmm. then as I was opening up, I began to attract my soul family, which uh, Teresa was involved in it. So it's just so cool. Hey, it's so cool (laughs) when you're ready to release and you're ready to open up the people who are you're meant to open up to will find you. Yeah, they will come open arms and be like, you're okay, baby, you're gonna be fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you for sharing with me and for the listeners to have an experience where, yeah, they can just hopefully find some peace or, or even just understand if they've never experienced it themselves, right? What it might be like on the other end of yeah. that and maybe, um, create some more non-jud- non-judgmental humans out there.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you, Teresa. It was such yeah. a pleasure talking to you. And uh, yeah, you know, I was a bit nervous talking about it, but it's pretty liberating to speak yeah. your truth, you know? Yes. it. You have to feel yeah. the fear and do it anyway, because someone out there needs to hear your story.
0: Yeah, I agree a thousand percent.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I love you. love you. <laughs>
0: I love you too. Oh.
1: it's called pro choice spread my legs open quickly push drugs to numb the pain put a mask on my face and told me to breathe deeply felt the minute you died and left my body don't forget to breathe a nurse with kind eyes tells me how can i possibly breathe i have just taken your breath away close my eyes the bright lights beating down on me All I wish is for him to be here, fight the pain in my chest, because he doesn't even know this is happening to me. In my head I say to him, take me home, hold me, she belonged to you and I, hold me, for you are the only one that I can mourn this child with. I was not ready to be a mother, yet a girl can dream, sitting on the bathroom floor holding my womb, a place where once life lived is now a tomb.
0: I hope you enjoy that poem that Shannon was gracious enough to share with us as much as I did. It certainly felt like a little piece of her heart that she bared with us. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that it has given you a new perspective on abortion, a new appreciation for the weight of it. And again, if you know of someone who may be um, comforted by this story, please do share. And I thank you again for listening to this episode of Beautifully Naive.